This is a DMB Society podcast. I got a sister named Jane. And this is the pod that Jane likes. And now, here are your hosts, Jeanette, Trisha, Matt, and Sean. Hi, hello. I'm Sean, and you're tuned into the pod that Jane likes, part of the DMB Society Podcasting Network. We're a brand new DMB pod bringing together multiple viewpoints, a diversity of experiences and perspectives, and candid conversations. We love this band, and we think that there's a pretty good chance that you do too if you've discovered this pod. So without any further ado, I'm excited to introduce you to our collection of distinguished DMB experts. Jeanette. Hi, everybody. Matt. What's up? And Trisha. Hi. With this being our first episode, we wanted to give you a little glimpse into who we are. So Jeanette, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hi, everybody. I'm Jeanette. You may know me as Jenny DMB. I have been following this band since I was 18 years old. So for 25 years, you do the math. That's how old I am. I have seen the band 253 times and counting. No, no stopping. No time soon. And yeah, you know, they, I followed them for the better half of my life. So I don't really remember life without them in it. So what is your, it's a, it's a lot of shows. That's, that's, Mm -hmm. uh, it almost seems to made pull up. from. <laughs> What's well, your living favorite? In, living in New Jersey, which I, I didn't mention, I live in New Jersey and living in the Northeast, it's easy to get to 253 shows, in my opinion, because I can drive to a lot of them. What's your favorite DMB memory? I would probably have to say Giant Stadium, June 11, 2001, Two Step in the Rain. I was in those blades way up, way up to at the top. And when it started pouring and thunder and lightning, it was coming down so hard. It was hurting my face, but it was the most fun I've ever had. It was probably one of the, the most memorable moments of my life. Never mind DMB. It's a, so, yeah, yeah. That's a, it's a really tough one to uh, kind of stinks for the rest of the panel. That's going to be a tough one to compete with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it sounds painful. It, I mean, it was, but it was also <laughs> exhilarating at the same time. Oh. Were you ever nervous for? your well-being oh at, oh at the show um no like like when it when it's yeah started, like so when it was lightning, like thunder lightning you're like in actually, a stadium there's a lot of that's a yeah that's a really good question because i do know people who were and who like ran because mm. they were they needed to take cover i was never i was like <laughs> this is how i go it's fine <laughs> it's a two-step i mean i you know what better way <laughs> so is it is it safe to assume that that's your favorite show or is there a different show that comes to mind? Um, I, when I get asked this question, because I, I think a lot of people think like, oh, you've been to 253 shows. How can you have a favorite? I uh, Central Park pops in my head every mm. single time. It's one of the greatest days of my life. I can't even explain it. Just the way that the whole day took place, it, getting there and then just being there with all these fans. And then when they took the stage and also having it on record and being able to hear it all the time. It's, I don't even know what's so special about it. The set list is, is a great set list, but there was just something about being with almost a hundred thousand people in Central Park, you know, seeing your favorite band. 
So I would, I always, I always go right to Central Park anytime anybody asks me that. So, so yeah. two, two step in the rain and Central Park. I think we, we may have um, had a misstep in having Jeanette go first <laughs> describing <laughs> her favorite moments, but sorry, we'll, we'll continue. <laughs> Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? What's up? I am Matt. Also have been to my fair share of shows, not as many as Jeanette. I'm in the hundred and some teens. I don't even know what my current count is, but that's neither here nor there. I got into the band in high school. There is a, an epic day. I remember I walked into the now defunct Circuit City store <laughs> and I was I loved the song Ants Marching. It was played on the radio at that time on alternative radio, which is bizarre to think about now. You know, it was like, right. it was such a crazy time in music. You know, the stuff I was listening to on alternative radio and WBCN in Boston was like ska music and like DMB and like Prodigy and like <laughs> all these other like totally off the wall bands that would never be found on the same station today. But anyways, I went into Circuit City and I was looking for, the album that had Ants Marching. But the funny thing was, I had no idea what the song was called. I had no idea what the song was called. <laughs> so Crash was like big at the time. And I just walked over to the CD shelf and I picked up Crash and I listened to it. And after every song, I was like, oh, is Ants Marching going to be the next song? Is Ants Marching going to be the next song? So on and so on. And it never came. But that album just changed my life completely. It was, it's still my favorite album. It will never not be my favorite album. There's so many memories that I have from that album that are just amazing. And my favorite songs to hear live are still a part of that. So I got into the band then and I have, you know, I've, I've been going to shows. I love the whole experience of going to shows, the planning, the trips to go to different shows. Um, I've seen a lot of different cities in the U.S., you know, because of DMB, which is awesome. And I just love searching for that that moment I've never seen before, which I think a lot of people chase with yeah. this band. Yeah. Uh, you know, at this point, having seen that many shows, there's so many times that, you know, you've seen Don't Drink the Water or Jimmy Thing or Ants or Crush or whatever. And that's not what I'm looking for when I go to a show. I'm looking for, you know, seeing, hanging out with people and and just getting that moment that I've never seen before. And it's happened quite a bit actually over the last couple <laughs> of years, which is kind of awesome. Amazing. So, hey Matt, how far have you gone to see the band? The farthest I've gone, it was, well, I saw Dave and Tim in Mexico and the farthest I've gone is California, you know, within the, the States. I went to uh, actually Roy's birthday show at Berkeley oh, uh, awesome. in 08, which was uh, the Flower Sacks poster yep. show, which was very emotional. Very mm -hmm. cool. Loved it. That's an, that's an awesome memory to have that show. Yeah. Do you have a, uh, would it count as your favorite DMB moment or is there a different DMB moment that comes to mind? So my favorite DMB moment, and I've been thinking a lot about this lately, has to be Fenway 06. Mm. Uh, Fenway That's 06 so good. was, choice. I, I'm a huge Red Sox fan and I love Fenway Park and the whole idea of seeing my favorite band in the whole world in my favorite place in the whole world, Fenway Park was just, just like mind blowing. You know, just the fact that that was actually going to happen. There were big acts that had come into play Fenway before, like Springsteen. And, you know, I just couldn't believe that Dave Matthews band, you know, this little band that I fell in love with was going to play at Fenway Park. And just mm -hmm. I 
I splurged at that time. I was, I was like just out of college and I didn't have a lot of money, but I remember I bought VIP tickets for the show, which had like, nice. uh, I wanted to make sure I had like a great seat. There was no pit at the time or no GA. It was just all seats. And there was a um, hospitality lounge ahead of time that like, you got access to and all this stuff. But I just needed to make sure for one night that I was, you know, in a prime position for the show. And those shows go down. One of the reasons I was thinking that this was like one of my favorite memories is, or my favorite memory is because those shows go down is great. You know, we have Break Free mm-hmm. with like, like the quintessential version of Break Free and Last Stop and, mm-hmm. you know, just so many other great jams from from those shows. I just, I can't say enough good things about Fenway 06 and gotta be my favorite moment. Yeah. Fenway 06 is, I mean, there's, there's a reason that it's such a beloved live tracks, mm-hmm. um, right. It's, it's just a, an awesome stop for the band. What, what's something Matt that you want listeners to know about you? I think the, uh, the, you know, I, I talked about chasing, chasing things in terms of going to shows and chasing moments and things like that. At this point, the current iteration of the band for me is not what the band used to be. And that comes, that will come through on this podcast, very loud and clear in a lot of different ways, because I really, I long for part of, part of those moments that I'm chasing are, are moments that I've longed for, you know, big, I'm at, I'm at a big, I'm in a big nostalgia phase in my life. And uh, I'm just always longing for older older type moments which uh are few and far between but definitely still come and those are why i still go to shows and why i love this band and why i'm here that was a really good way to put it in this that you're in a big nostalgia phase in your life i think that's a really solid way to put it it's why i am you know (laughs) i was gonna say it might be a little bit of a curmudgeon that's what you can expect from matt on this podcast Trisha, why don't you, uh, well, you could talk about Matt if you'd like, or you can tell us a little bit about, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Well, in the opposite of Matt, I love this band unconditionally. They can do no wrong, but I'm Trisha on Instagram. You know me as Trish DMB 23. And I got into the band actually because my older sister was obsessed and I declared I hated Dave Matthews band, you know, as sisters do. And then she made me sing ants marching to an entire high school during a high school initiation. Um, and I still kind of put up this wall that I didn't like Dave Matthews band, but then I heard proudest monkey. And I remember just like leaning up and hearing Leroy. And I was, I was like, you know what? I love this band. And so my sister took me in 1999 to see Dave and Tim. That was my first show. And it was been over since then. And then about three years ago, I started an Instagram account, built an amazing community of people that, you know, I am an activist and an organizer and we've raised a lot of money for great causes and, and yeah, I live for the next guitar riff. So you'll see me on the road. In, in terms of the band and, and, uh, and following them for the amount of time that you have, uh, is there a favorite moment that comes to mind? Yes. Never in my life have I heard a seek up like I have at SPAC in 2001. If you've heard this and you were there, you know, if not, you should look it up. I remember like, the trees shaking at SPAC during this version of Seek Up. He was wailing the most epic wail I've ever heard. And that, that like shook me to my core and I'll never forget it. It was absolutely, and that was in 2001. So that was a long time ago and it's still my favorite moment. What about the, uh, you talked a little bit about you being involved in the DMB community online and, and the community yeah. that you've built. What about the band inspires you? 
Yeah, so I am an activist and organizer. I am unapologetically political. And I think that all stems from David J. Matthews. I mean, he was, you know, really encouraging people to vote at a young age. So I'm 15, enjoying Dave. Like, he's having this message. You can hear it in his lyrics. And, you know, now, personally and professionally, I work in a social justice space, and I'm very engaged politically. And I, when I look back, it was really formed over the last 20 years by Dave. And so you'll hear me often, I know it can be controversial in the DMV community, but you will hear me often amplifying Dave's voice, because he's pretty unapologetic, too, about it. So I'm inspired. I've been shaped by him, really. That's one of the things we love about you. Thanks. I have, a, I have a question. What what drove you? I've called it your renaissance mm. with the band. What was the moment most recently that you said, you know, this is going to become a much bigger part of my life? Well, to be honest, I'm going to go get political again. There was a lot of organizing in the DMB community happening. And here I am knowing all of, you know, loving this band 20 years in thinking, why am I not talking about this? There are no women of color talking about DM- DMB at all. And decided to just start an account and put myself out there. And I think like a lot of like-minded individuals like the account for that reason. A lot of people started their own DMB account after that. And I think it's just been empowering a lot of women to use their voices because it wasn't there. There was definitely a gap. That's so I had true. this renaissance. Yeah. And then I yeah. just started as I got older to just be a little bit more like prioritizing my joy a little bit. And there's nothing more that brings me joy than a concert. So that was probably what inspired it. Just growth. That's awesome. So Sean, last but not least, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah. So, uh, so I'm Sean. I discovered the band. I was a little bit later to the party than uh, the rest of, of our hosts here on the show. I discovered the band back in the Napster era of music consumption totally by accident. I downloaded a, <laughs> a large file with a compilation of music. For whatever reason, there were DMB songs sprinkled in there. And I very vividly remember listening to 41 for the first time. And it just wasn't, it wasn't like anything else I had heard before. So I, I did what, you know, anybody my age at the time would do. I got my parents to drive me to the record store. And I bought the first album that I saw with number 41 on it, not realizing that it was a live album. It was listener supported. And that first playthrough, I was kind of taken back. It wasn't what I wanted it to be. And as it turned out, it was exactly what I wanted it to be by the time I was done with that album. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how I got into the band. It wasn't until 2006, the 20, 2006 summer tour that I started to attend shows. So I I like to think that I was baptized in the DMB waters during the Hershey stop in 2006. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's a little bit about me. Fast forward to present day. I kind of what Matt said earlier, I, I just really enjoy everything that goes along with following this band. And, and that could be online and, and kind of the online communities that exist or, or in person and you know, the planning and the traveling and, and getting to see new new cities and, and little towns along the way following the band. So I, I, I'm very much into that. I enjoy creating DMB Society content, and I'm a big fan of, of kind of going down rabbit holes and taking deep dives into uh, DMB statistics. So that, that's kind of my wheelhouse. 
We love a we stat. Love stat. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I just say you're you're really good at that. Yes. Like, you're really good. I know you you were at a show recently and you were at the show and had your graphics and stats like still taken care of, you know, like it, I was I was like wow. it was impressive. It's yeah. Next level. It is very Amazing. impressive. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. And it's it's also uh, reassuring to hear you say that because part of this plan was just to I said earlier that we were just bringing DMB experts together. What I actually meant is just bringing people who would bring praise down on stats and <laughs> dive, <laughs> deep dives into statistics. So you found uh, the I right group that. of people. Yeah. <laughs> now, Sean, what's your uh, what's your favorite DMB memory? Yeah, uh, it's that's a tough one. It's a toss up for me. Getting to see the band at uh, Fourth of July weekend at in in Saratoga was really cool and. Yeah, everything that, that came along job. with that, mm-hmm. um, having Bella Fleck be there and full version 40, like there, there's a lot of moments, friend of the devil, there, there were so oh, many yeah. things that kind of yeah. really stand out about that weekend. So I, I'm going to cheat and, and take two that are like really near and dear to me. So that, that weekend, and then also the, the 25th anniversary weekend in Charlottesville. Yes. Um, epic. Epic. Yeah. And it, it was so much more than the, the show mm-hmm. itself was cool, you know, a really enjoyable show, but it, it was so much more than that. It was the pop-up gallery. It mm-hmm. was people packing into Miller's and Blenheim mm-hmm. and it was the, the energy. Yeah. The red van being there. I mean, you <laughs> yep. could go on and on. It was just, it was a really, really cool weekend. It, it obviously had to be in Charlottesville and Charlottesville, yeah. they were the perfect host. It, it, it was an, a really cool weekend. So they're, they're kind of the two that really stand out to me. Yeah, that's a that's a really good good memory. Now you mentioned that you you know create content for DMB Society. You put a lot of statistics out there. What keeps you going? What keeps you doing it? Yeah, so it's I think the notion that this band plays as many shows as they do. They've they've been doing it for over three decades now, and there's still something new. Every time that you you go to a show or you follow it online or you get a recording of the show, it could be the way that a song is introed or outroed or where it's featured in the set or a song that maybe never opened a show or closed a show. It's just really, really unique. And I think it goes to show that, you know, it's not when the band's putting together set lists before the show, it's, it's not random, right? They're, uh, mm-hmm. It's not just that they're posing for photos online, trying to make it look like they're planning out set lists, but it, right. you know, I think a lot of times it, it, it shows in that you could hear a song open a, you know, a show that hasn't, that it's never happened before. The song's been played for 15 years and it's never opened a show before. So it's those moments, again, to kind of piggyback off what Matt said earlier, but this notion of, kind of seeking something that you've never heard before. It's that kind of wave that you just kind of keep riding. Awesome. All right. Can I ask everybody one more surprise question? Oh, yeah. My goodness. Let's do it. You you have one more Dave Matthews Band song to listen to, and you can never listen to Dave Matthews Band again. What song do you choose? Matt, go. The uh, 30-minute Number 41 with Bell Fleck and the Fleck Tones in Ottawa. Oh. No question. Hands down. Good. Mic, mic drop. Good choice. Mm. Sean. Well, I would have loved to take 41 cards yeah. on the table, but I'll, if I can't, I'll go the You Never Know that was recorded and released the Gorge 2002. I'm pretty sure Gorge 2002. That version of You Never Know, I'll, I'll go ahead and take that. Good choice. 
Trish. Well, those are both my choices. Yeah, right. <laughs> whatever the less. whatever the next oh, song oh, 40, is. Okay. Whatever the next. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So the next song, you know, it's funny. What's on my heart is Walk Around the Moon, which is the craziest, stupidest answer, but I just love that song right now. But right. Um, I guess I'm going to say The Stone, which I thought the two of you would have said. Do you have a specific oh. version? Listener supported, no. studio? No, I don't okay. know those right. things. All right. But yeah. And mine is, <laughs> mine's Lionel Graves, the, but the version with, with Bela Fleck and the Fleck Tones, that's, I want, I want to say it's, it's, it's a New Year's Eve show, Hampton. Oh, the live tracks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 96. It's 95 or 96. Nice. Yeah, Amazing. for sure. For sure. Good surprise question. That was really hard. Good. I'm glad yeah, I maybe- stumped you. I already regret it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could, I think I speak for everybody uh, in saying that we're really excited to get this show underway. Let's be honest. Why else would anybody launch a podcast in the middle of a summer tour? <laughs> the kidding aside, we hope that this episode provided a glimpse into what you can expect from us, what you can expect if you tune in and hear what we have to say about what's happening in the DMB world. Be sure to give us a follow at the pod that Jane likes. We have some new so- social accounts that are up and running. So be sure to give us a follow and uh, we look forward to uh, interacting with everybody there. And be sure to give every uh, all of our DMB experts a follow too. Everybody want to let everyone uh, out there know where they can find you online. Sure. You can follow me at Jenny DMB. Trish DMB 23 on Insta. And you can follow me on Insta at, at DV <laughs> Matthews BND. This is an old handle that I used on the ENTS marching boards, which I still do at DV Matthews BND. Yeah. So give, give everybody a follow, give the pod a follow. We're really excited to interact with everybody and and to get things underway. We look forward to what's ahead. And until then, uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Peace out.